0: Welcome to the Ontario Outdoor Pursuit Podcast. This Ontario-generated podcast is here to talk outdoor living, fishing, and hunting. Give all kinds of geeky tech talks and hunting tips with things that have worked for us. We all have a story to tell, and here's ours. The Reloading Podcast, about to throw down. Yep. Here we are. Long time coming. (laughs) Redo, or I guess it's just been since December that we wanted to get her done.
1: Yeah, it was just uh, late December there, just before, yeah. just as we were getting into coyote season, which was awesome for some and not so awesome
0: for <laughs> others. <laughs> I
1: had a blast. Yeah, I, oh, I saw a blast. Like just, it was just being time. out there's good time.
0: You kind of, uh, you didn't really give me the greatest image from the get go, right? Like no, with, it was with two dogs coming out. Oh yeah, this is this is no problem, cakewalk. You spoiled. just put the collar out, and out they come. Yeah, that was spoiled, spoiled treatment. Night <laughs> cleaner got the. F- same deal
1: last year, didn't you? Your first time out, dogs yeah. started running out everywhere. And then nothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's a nice invite, right? It looks good on you when you ask yeah. someone to come yeah, out. Yeah, it looks <laughs> like I know what I'm doing, so
1: <laughs> it's kind of nice sometimes.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of knowing what you're doing, I don't know what I'm doing with all of your belongings here, your ballistics and powders and Bibles and all kinds. I think this is pretty cool stuff that you can yeah. do down here doing this, changing up your loads for all of your uh your firearms. So, give us a little rundown of what we're going to uh talk about and I mean, obviously people can see we're, we're rocking some reloading. Yeah, basically
1: today we're going to be we're going to be doing some load development on 300 Win Mag right there. So this is this is the new rifle. That's the brass. That's for the new new purchase, new to me purchase that all the fans out there love so much that other people
0: didn't. Yeah, like the, the hate mail. The hate mail is coming in. The hate mail is always, That's standard. always yeah, coming in. Once, yeah, you, once uh, you get to a, a certain point, right, it comes.
1: Yeah. It's um, not a bad
0: uh, not a bad used rig, so don't be scared of buying a used rifle. Yeah. Lots of good stuff out there. So so all this stuff we were just kind of chatting before came about, again, used in, in some aspects. Yep. Right? Uh, obviously, we don't have the luxury of the Facebook Marketplace in yeah ammunition um, and rifle trading no more
1: yeah like so Facebook shut down all the all the cool stuff that you could buy on closed groups so that's uh, that came to an end I bought this my first reloading set like it came with this came with all these trays and these trimmers came with that beam scale back there bunch of the old school bullets and a whole bunch of that powder up there and a handful of those dies so I've obviously added to the collection like. Found these, the 300 Win Mag guys used, which are seventy five dollars brand new. I got them last night. They've made forty rounds. Put my little adapter on it for my press. So that's here. just a, like a thirty five bucks. Like never used. They're not abused any. There's nothing stripped. Like they're not rusty or anything. So thirty five bucks. I'll drive all day long for thirty five dollar. Loading guys, especially RCBS. I'm a big fan of RCBS dies. Um, I have Redding dies as well, two, two of them. They make nice stuff as well. Very similar to the RCBS. There's better ones than these you can buy, which are like you can get up upwards of $300 if you get into the micrometer dies. Per die. Per die, yeah. Like f- for the set, like uh, maybe the mic dies aren't in a set, but like that's when you're like you're you're dialing that into half a foul. Like it's a it's a measuring tool in the die itself. That's bench load stuff. So, for us hillbillies, we're gonna slouch around a mountain and then try to shoot an animal or a target. Like hopefully tomorrow, and yeah. shoot a target out three four hundred yards and have some fun.
0: Yeah. This so is, after your stuff today, we'll, we'll get to try that tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna be be shoot. Sweet. We're gonna. That'll what we load awesome. today, we're dumping rounds tomorrow. Like, I got a box of my for my 270 WSM, all ready to go, loading developments that I did. Jesus, I did it late, like early last year. Like so, they've been sitting around for a year already. Almost, I just haven't had time. So, that's a two seventy WSM right there. Winchester short mag is what that stands
0: for. So, and the perks of reloading. What does that get you? Um, you can you can just refine your loads. Like, um, for instance,
1: I can that bullet right there is set so that the bullet jump from. Uh, where the this radius part of the bullet's called the ogive, so I can set that ogive. So if this is the bullet, and that's the you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. that's the barrel. Court uh, factory ammunition is like sitting way out there. You can have like a quarter inch from the ogive to where your rifling starts. So if you really think about it, you're gonna have more of that bullet inside the brass, so it's not gonna go all wonky and crazy and not line up, but. What you do lose and what you can lose is pressure around it, which one hurts your velocity and your ballistics right at the muzzle, like right off the get-go. And every time, there's can be an in- inconsistency with that jump, right? So I can shorten up the jump with the rifles that I have now, and I can put that bullet forward, and some guys even have it touching the lands. And I've heard of guys having them long, so that when you lock the bolt, that bullet touches the lands and shoves into the brass that much more every time and then that is about the most consistent you'll ever get because the only difference you're gonna have is that thou thou and a half in where the O give is on the bullet which is the radius where it starts to radiate radius up to the diameter of the bullet. So and every every bullet's different it, it can be the same caliber different bullet like so the acubons here and the long range acubons totally different yet again like different grains are 10 grains heavier and these are than these ones so like you can like you can see right there so that's that's your 140 acubond
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's a 150 acubond long range they both have a boat tail the 150 has a bigger Bigger chamfer on the back to make it a boat tail. Long range also looks like a longer projectile. Yeah, it's also ten grains heavier, don't forget. So But it's it's a lot sleeker and yeah. smoother angles, so the O gives way further down than it's, say on the just the regular Acubon. Right. From Nozzler there. Never taken an animal with these bullets. All the research I've done has been absolutely incredible. No matter what caliber you're shooting Acubons for, they're they are deadly at taking game. And they're just, they're a new, they're the new style bullet, a bonded bullet. So, exactly what that means. I mean, you just got to read the box right there, right? Like, it's got high ballistic coefficient, devastating terminal performance, and deep penetration. I mean. Important. Yeah. Generally. Yeah, like, it shows you a little cutout of what the bullet looks like on the boxes. On both of them there? Like, so, it's its pretty yeah, there's good There's actually stuff, quite like, a bit
0: of information on this.
1: Yeah, like. So, like, I'm not 100% sure on what all this stuff means. It's mm-hmm. That's your ballistic coefficient. I just know the higher the number, the better it is at long range. And that means the more stable it's going to be flying at longer ranges. So, when I can take that, like, I don't think I've ever seen a factory box of um, ammunition with an Accubond long range in it. Right. At least not up here in Canada. Yeah. At our local shops that we can go buy ammunition from. For say when we go on a moose hunt or something like that. Yeah. So, like, If we jump on an airplane and fly to Alberta or BC to do a cool hunt, we know our bullets are top notch out of this tiny little room. Little hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's just something cool.
0: So you're, you're certainly ill-prepared today and organized for... The way this is going on, you got each little section for for certain things. Give us a rundown of what each is. Yeah, we got got steps here.
1: We got to follow the steps. Certain steps, your first step is basically an empty box. Our first step we need to do is you figure out what you're reloading for. So those aren't important right now. So 300 Win Mag right there. What we're reloading, reloading for. That there is the bullets we're going to reload for. So
0: you get your dies, which that's your decap die. They all need to be set up. I'll go over that here. When so we So these ready. Uh, quick attachments, that's th- th- not necessary, right?
1: It's not necessary, no.
0: So it these does make life a lot easier.
1: Yeah. So these, these presses, our CBS presses come with this threaded into the top instead of what I have in there now, and since this isn't set up it don't really matter A little tight
0: Okay. so that just goes into that like little reducing coupling yeah so this thing
1: i mean you can sit there and when you set your die and you're always in the same thing their idea is you set this ring with this set screw brass set screw doesn't hurt the threads and then every time you're sitting there and you're three hundred turns Give it a little snug, you know what I mean? And then there it is. You, you got your die set, and it's it's okay. constant in there. Okay, so I was enlightened on this Hornady setup over here. What do I do with that thing it's still in there? So now I thread this bad boy in, and I will set this die one time. And now it's not going to matter which press I put it in, it's exactly the same. Right. No matter what. Right? Yeah, that's cool. So I mean maybe a fine tune, you might be a thou or two or three out, which you can you just adjust with with the adjustments you have on it. But this is the decapping die. We're not using we're gonna actually we are gonna use that because it's also the resizing die. So that what that does is this brass is shoved into there and it resizes it down to the Sami specs which is the industry standard for the size of the brass all your angles your shoulder everything because every firearm has a unique chamber because not one or not two are the same because of tolerances and machining and you know, materials tool wear whatever you whatever you want to call it right so Sammy specs they gets just generalized to the, the whole industry right there. Maximum Sammy overall cartridge length, right there. You know, we got all their got all our measurements here. Your, your base width, the base width on the 300 Win Mag has a band or a belt they call it around the base.
0: Why? So these measurements now would they not change a little bit uh, you know, for different brass, different companies? No. Every company that makes a
1: 300 Win Mag goes off of Sammy specs when you buy a factory bullet brand new it'll be exactly that size okay so that that is designed so that it will fit into every chamber that is made so and then what what i like doing is you have um when you shoot this so when i shoot this in that new savage it's going to be fire formed to to that chamber so this brass will expand Yeah, what's that big guy this, this brass will expand and fit into that chamber, and it'll be perfect. And then when you withdraw it and resize it again, some guys will only bump down the, the neck, and I've heard mixed reviews on just neck sizing, which you just knock that shoulder back just a little bit to help it feed in, and you only resize the neck to take the bullet so the bullet can be pushed in and crimped again. Right. And then that is that brass would basically be only good in that rifle again until you full-length resize. Okay. Or there's another... Setup out there called a small base, which really puts it right down to the bottom. But I don't think you can get it for a 300 wind mag because of the belt, so which that's a lot further advanced than what we are and what we need to do. So y- you are, it, yeah, <laughs> what I am. Like, I mean, I've seen my best friend's daddy 14 beer deep just pouring powder into that and leveling it off with a butter knife and pushing a bullet and go shoot groundhogs with 300 wind mag because. Why not? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. what I got. Why With, not? Whatever floats your boat. Full send, you know what I mean? <laughs> only need the tail is what he used to say. You only need to find the tail. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, but you're looking for an hour. <laughs> yeah. If was, there's anything left of it. Yeah, a guy's Put a kitchen sink and a bullet. Yeah, <laughs> it, it goes kapow and then it's just red mist. <laughs> <laughs> like, where's his tail? So what is, uh, what's our first step here? So our first step here is, well, like I said, we're going to get... Uh, oh. We're going to get our bullets or our book out. And you can either use the book or there's also websites. Like a really good website is this hodgenreloading.com. So that's what it looks like right there.
0: Yeah. Click on rifle. Wait for it to load up. So this will help you go through all those steps?
1: This this has, um, so this will have different recipes for any grain bullet that is available for this caliber so it says right here select a cartridge so you select a cartridge any so i mean it's got every cartridge known to man that anybody would want to reload for because i mean 22 long rifle well i guess i seen on instagram the other day some people are reloading for it so
0: good for you this guy no not for me i mean really if it like You just really gotta love doing it because at at this point, like twenty-two long rifle ammunition is not an expensive box to purchase.
1: No, no, like
0: five bucks or fifty or something. So there we go. We got Winchester,
1: three hundred Winchester mag selected, and then there's all the bullet weights that are available for it through the all the uh, manufacturers. You go go from one ten all up to two hundred thirty grains. So we're looking for one hundred eighty grains today because that's what we got to shoot. We could do some. 150s or some 165s, but those are kind of antique bullets. I'd like to kind of keep them around. So, and then you could pick your powder here if you wanted to, your manufacturer of powder or nothing. I don't do that. I like to see everything. I like to see what they all do. So, update data. Boom. There's a whole bunch of recipes right there. They changed their website. It sucks now. They used to just give you, they used to just give you a little page and you just swipe through like flipping through a book with each recipe but now it's all just all every other line and you got to scroll over it sucks it's just really busy right you can't really you get lost sometimes looking
0: at it so we are shooting a today or tomorrow we'll be shooting a hornady i guess we could call this a two-part segment really Could yeah yeah Yeah, tomorrow we're, we're gonna get to show all the the super cool features tomorrow yeah. Down range. So let's, let's
1: compare right here, so Hodgson, so the powder we're using right here, H1000, okay, picked that up yesterday, they have it here, Nosler says with their bullets, which unfortunately we don't have, which doesn't really matter that much, it's just the grains that matter, is the most accurate powder tested for a 180 grain projectile. They are saying at an 81 grain max load, they're getting 3123 feet per second. And Hodgson's website was H1000, 300 Win Mag. See, so their test, 79.4 grains compressed at
0: 2984. So there's a difference of almost 200 feet a second there.
1: Yeah,
0: getting close to it, right? right?
1: Like you're only you're. Yeah, you're 40 feet or your yeah, 60 feet per second difference, really 160 feet per second difference. Feet, like, like yeah. nothing like is that a lot? Can be, mm-hmm. can mean the whole difference, right? But this book says the most accurate load out of that with that powder was 79 grain, so 0.4, which is still out of this book saying 30, 3080 feet per second, which is still faster than what they're saying.
0: So how, how do you know which one you're going with here? Because you can kind of cross-reference with both, right? Yeah. So, like, as you can see in this book,
1: Nosler didn't do any any point grains. So they went 77, 79, and 81. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can do 79.4, try it like Hodgkin says, shoot it through the chronograph tomorrow, check it out. I can do a 79.8. I can do a, you know, 79.9. I can do an 80. I can do anything. So I know I know where my maxes are because I got two different reference points right here. Uh, where'd it go? Right there. Like right down here, they say with this bullet, you don't even have H1000 on there for that bullet. But does really I mean nothing? I was and this is for a Nosler E tip. So that that could be why the bullet. That's a that's their full copper bullet. But anyways, we're using a soft point one, and, uh, yeah, that's what we're gonna go with, we're gonna, we're gonna fire up 79 grains,
0: is really Powder. expensive tools come out, or what? Uh, we can't really use too many expensive tools, I mean, we're gonna use the bullet comparator
1: right here on the digital verns to, um, make sure our seating depth is perfectly, perfectly consistent, um, we can't use this overall length gauge so this thing that's set up with a two two three this is a case that was fired at a our buddy Cody Wilson's rifle and since he owns a machine shop he will drill and tap one of these three hundred win mag brass for me to thread onto this bad boy and basically what that does let me see that bad boy you thread that on there you can take. Any twenty-two cal bullet, and with that bullet right there, that his that is his max overall length. So that bullet will come in and touch the rifling in his rifle. So that'll give me a measurement. So then, when we get to that point, you get your you have your base on. That's the wrong. That's the wrong insert. We'll just, for argument's sake, we won't change it. What you do is you take this thing, you put your top jaw in there, you close that down, and because that's 270, it's gonna go all the way in, but it'll hit, that's that's where it measures from the OGIV, this little tool, Mm -hmm. and then it's gonna tell me my measurement from the OGIV, that's what's touching the barrel, and then I can take that number, and I'll knock it back, say 15 thou, and I can play with that, I can knock it back. Bullet might might like 25 thou, might like 3 thou,
0: and that's where reloading, comes in handy because how do you how do you find that difference of that give like how do do you find what's what's better just playing around yeah yeah it's just all trial and error like so it's not it's not the um
1: seating die or the decapping die or the resizing die you want this one which that little part right there if you could look inside there there's a a part that sits over on the o-give again and you adjust that on the threads and every time i cycle that up once the die set up and it bottoms out that press it's going to be exactly the same there's a tolerance in there you know you'll be plus or minus a thou or 2 thou depending on if everything's tight and properly moving yeah and if it's moving on you just make a small adjustment like your accuracy's not going to change from a thou that much but yeah. i mean if you're changing if it likes 25 thou jump Better than fifteen thou jump, then why wouldn't you load twenty five thou? Right. Right? Or if it likes hundred thou. If it want, if it likes being way back like factory ammunition. Some guns are like that. You don't know, right? So that's that's where hand loading and all that stuff comes in handy and is neat for
0: me and I'm kinda geeky about it. So Yeah, well. like I'm 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 a big big archery guy. I mean I thought arrow fletching was cool until until this happened. Started happens. seeing getting brass all cleaned up and pressed and yeah, that's another thing, right? Cool like, loads. Like here's another device. Like
1: got the brass tumbler. This is just the old vibratory style. You put a media in it. That's got walnut media in it. You put in some old greasy grip brass. Turn it on. Close the door and walk away overnight. You know what I mean? And they'll come out shiny. Like these. How long is
0: that got to be in there for?
1: Well, sometimes i leave them in there for two, three days. Yeah. Like, just, let them, just let them shine up. I'll hurt all. It's quiet, yeah. quiet enough. The door closed anyways, right? So, like, those were all done. Like, there's some Sitka Series Chrome Bullets for the old 270 yeah, WSM. Sitka T on top of it. Yeah, there like, you go, right there. Never about. fails, like, <laughs> Those ones right there, like, that's the ones you take for the uh, money shot up on the mountains there. You yeah. know what I mean? Shoot you a big old dirty mule deer. You, you lay that on the snow beside the rifle. They're yeah. all ready to go. those are yeah. well, ready to be loaded. So, yeah, that's that. So, first things first is you need your shell holder, which is uh, RCBS number four for the 300 Win Mag. I'll tell you that right there
0: on your die box. Mm-hmm. So, you take that. Does that come in the die box? No.
1: So, that's you got to buy-, yeah. <laughs> <And you laughs> you you
0: no. buy this additional piece.
1: Yeah. So some places, $22, Cabela's Canada, $12. bucks, 12 dollars 99 I mean, our buddy Matty Dale needs a 7mm REM mag dies so we can do all this for him too because he bought a 7mm REM, came with a scope and everything, yeah. awesome gun, Remkin
0: seven. This is a good year for you. I mean, you're going to get 30-odd 6 die. Yeah. you'll get a 7 mag yeah. Like this. Well, see,
1: you got to buy the 30 out 6, and Matt's got to buy the 7 Rem. That's right. right. That's what so I'm just, saying. It's just going go to go to the collection. It's no good to
0: me. It just goes right no, there. No, good. It just
1: hangs out <laughs> here, or you can take it home if you like. It don't matter. Like, But then we can sit around here and crush a couple beers and yeah. before a hunt or a range day or if you want to change something up or try something. It's not going to the store
0: looking. It's like,
1: hey, I found this powder.
0: But all this reloading, this is only really good if you're going to get to the field and make sure that you're testing all that, right? Or you're not yeah. really going to know. Yeah, or you got 50 rounds in a big green box over there sitting there for a year. <laughs> just some attention. The brass
1: not getting any shinier. Yeah. Just getting dollar and dollar <laughs> It doesn't matter. They're don't. Right. They're not they not going to go bad, right? Yeah. And tomorrow, that load development for my 270 WSM is going to get done, and we're going to hear some Kerpows And tomorrow, I'm... Gonna come home and ice my shoulder because 300 wind mag, the t- 22 250 doesn't kick nothing but 270 just got a sharp little buck to it. 300 wind mag is gonna buck,
0: yep.
1: And if I had a sl- scope on my slug gun, I'd bring that out and see how many out- eyebrows oh, I ah, can't even talk. eyebrows and cut because <laughs> yeah. that thing bucks like a mule, yeah, yeah. And it'd be kind of cool to see what's how much different it is from the 300 wind mag, but. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I'd get a chuckle out of you, you with know, oh, a yeah. mashed eyebrow for sure. You know what? Yeah. You mu- I've been shooting that savage slug gun for 20 years, never once one cut time.
0: my eyebrow. Who else have you given it to that has- It blew
1: right through my uncle's shoulder and went right underneath his armpit and landed on the ground like really? the second week I was shooting it. <laughs> and he's like, never, he never touched it again. He wouldn't even pull it out of the case for me off the tailgate. Nope, not touching it. Scared of it. And imagine me, 17, 18 years old, 106 pounds. Pockets full of bullets, like just skinny little, smaller and cleaner. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shooting this thing, like <laughs> rocking me back on two legs of the chair on the range, like yeah. things unreal. But I mean, puts the critters down, puts them down fast. So what we have here is our C.B.S. Charge Master light. So that's our. This is our new Sitka style powder dispensing tool. So. Yeah, it's it's only the best of the best. Well, I mean, it was cheaper than the Hornady one that my dad has that I always bought one. There's no much sense sense to have it, So amazing. You well, may as well save that. yourself fifty bucks and get this one, which is matches everything else. <laughs> so, what we need to do first is we need to calibrate it. You should calibrate it every time you turn it on. We are perfectly level. So you cali- hit calibrate, calibrate again. It's going to tell you to put a fifty gram weight. There's a fifty gram weight that comes with it. Put it in the middle. It's gonna tell you when it's stable. It's stable. Calibrate again. It wants the other 50 gram weight. Good to go. Calibrate. Boom. So I mean, now are you
0: are you seeing this level of Sitka here? Like th- this these Sitka series here. is just insane. Is that all those weights are for? Then is for yep. stabilizing. Those are those are just for your just for your calibration. They're calibrated brass
1: weights. Put your your pan. Obviously. On, tear your pan so you're 79.6 grains because it automatically changes back. Tear, we're at zero. Now we open
0: up our big bottle of bang sand here. Is that there, the little black cap got to come off of the... Uh...
1: Yeah, I take that off because when you pour it into this thing, it. Comes flying out and makes a bloody mess. So, sense of that is you blow it on and it changes
0: that. like that's that's crazy. Yeah, if you're a drug dealer, <laughs> you need one of those. Eh? Yeah. Cabela's Canada, Cabela's Canada, sporting all, yes, sporting all sports. <laughs> yeah,
1: anything you need to fine tune scale. If you so now we need to before you size, we're resizing brass first. Go ahead and get yourself some Hornady One Shot lube. I like this stuff. It's way cleaner than using the old matte style lube. So for this, gotta take out all the ones that don't belong. We're only gonna we're only gonna load twenty or so for the podcast. So
0: this vlog too, really. Call yeah, and, and the vlog like we can we can carry. What's it the on actual it? definition of a vlog? Mm-hmm. It's is like it a video log? Video log. Yeah, like you're yeah. just logging your video. Whereas blog is just strictly like a written format. From what I understand, I'm not a professional. So there you go.
1: Got good space between everything.
0: What What do you need to do that for?
1: Well, you, you J- want just for the lubricating. Yeah. So with a spray lubricant, you don't want every hole. You want to be able to get. So you're concentrating on the neck, and you got to spray down on the shoulders. So. Hit every row. So however many rows of brass you got, you hit them. Those should be well lubed. Let them sit for a minute, let them soak in. While we waiting for that, we're gonna set up our die. So our CBS says in order to set up a resizing die, you back this right off. Put this thing in here. Get it locked. So it's locked. Run your you run your ram with your shell holder in it all the way to the top. Spin that down just so it makes contact. Okay. Hold on contact. Thread your collar down. Since you're so now this is seated. So this this is just setting up the depth. So this is gonna that's setting up how far that brass is gonna go when it resizes all of this. Um, this pin's already set. The decapping pin um, you want sticking out about, you know, a little less than a quarter inch from the bottom of the, the face of the die, and that'll that'll give it enough room to protrude through the um, the flash hole to knock the primer out when you're depriming. But since these ones don't have primers in them, they've already been deprimed. Don't need to worry about that part. But the the capping pin's already there, so now we're gonna. We're just gonna hold it give that a little love too. that set screw so now that die is set and now like i said earlier it's sucking
0: so that one's set now you had one in here earlier as well does that also need to be set yeah we'll set that as well so <coughs> and there's
1: there's instructions this one didn't
0: come with the instructions
1: but my other sets have the instructions on how to set that up and I'll go over that with you when we're ready to start seating bullets so at this point in time don't need our book we got our, I believe that's number four in there double check yep that's the proper shell holder put that in there no this what this is gonna do is when you go up that shell holder is gonna hit the bottom of the die
0: mm-hmm and then you cam it over or it just locks down it's funny how they use cam it over like they, they use that that word in so many instances to perfect something i don't know like obviously i was named for cam for a reason right you it's just, yeah, it's all because of you <laughs> i don't know it's it's all that i've looked into anyhow it's all the information i can really find on it and why looking for a case length of
1: Two in- two inches, six hundred twenty thou is a s- maximum Sammy spec. So you can be shorter. I don't like going much shorter than that because that takes life out of your brass, basically. So take her, get yourself a good set of digital verns, not the cheap ones from Canadian Tire or Amazon. Like get a known machinist pair, professional grade, because it's just that much more. So now that we are sitting at a lot, a lot short right there. That could just be that particular piece of brass. No, nope, pretty consistent. So we'll see how this works. We'll just log that number. 2.544. So so we're pretty consistent on the length. Someone trimmed them all the way down. Whatever. So make sure that's the one that we resize.
0: So is that going to change anything for you and the measurement that's in the Bible?
1: Um... All that means, you're not, you're not going to have as much neck tension, really, is all it means. Like, there's still going to be a lot of bullet,
0: a lot of bullet in there, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And is that because these are, like, are these spent brass? Or? These are fired brass, so someone's, someone at some point has used these and put them
1: on the trimmer, this tool over here. Yeah. You get your different different size ends that you put in there, and then they lock into here, and basically it's like a little tiny leaf that I screwed down just to set my, sets my, uh, my length so you can get your Sammy spec. I like to, I usually run maybe 20 thou short of the Sammy spec, cause every time you shoot, see that's not real fun, see that? No. It's the first time I've ever had that happen. It's interesting. Pass that over here. Yeah. I'll pass that over here. Now we're pulling that out. So that, that tells me that's hard brass. Probably needs to be annealed. We might go with the brand new brass here. My new brass. Our pin. Did anyone teach you all this? Yeah, my best friend's dad showed me Kind of gave me a crash course one time when I was up at his place in Picton when I, just before I, or just after I bought this stuff, or just before I bought this stuff. And my buddy John and I, we used to load up 243 rounds actually when uh, he was rifle hunting me for for deer. So <laughs> So ideally you want to have a softer brass? Yeah, brass is supposed to be soft and there's a process called annealing, which I've actually never personally done it's um basically it heats it up to a certain you wait till it gets to a certain color or whatever and then you just let it air cool and it makes it more pliable for resizing because every time i'm putting it through this this die it's moving this brass to one make it longer like well here it's our these were already resized, so it's a bad so those are actually that one come out three longer than it was before right so what we We'll be careful to watch for signs of pressure and stuff like that. I like these brass are coming out great, consistent, so that's good. Like half a thou. What the hell's half a thou? Like splitting hairs there, right? So just keep going here. I notice so I- the difference in the two as well because how much softer those were going through
0: before, and then how much harder that one was to go through, and then it just. Snaps right off.
1: Yeah. So
0: that's crazy. So you think that that brass is just overspent? Like, it could it could be shot a lot. Yeah. Like I just my dad gave me that brass. So so we're just running into a case of a lot of hard we're, brass.
1: We're running into some old, probably reloaded quite a few times brass. So that one's junk.
0: These. This here's the one that was looking. That's where those go. I call that the Nazer Bible. It's interesting. There's a lot to it. Like there, there is. It's almost overwhelming. You know, being around all of this here. It is. It is, and it isn't. Right. Like, if as long as you understand basic measuring techniques
1: and know how to use a, like your your verns and like a digital verns like reading a digital watch. If you can't read that, like I hope you're not driving anywhere. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like these are. Pretty precise things, so we're gonna go ahead and get into our half sitka box of brass because they're not gonna come apart. But these are all pre sized, ready to go. So, this is this is great. This is hot
0: off the press. This stuff's it.
1: right off the press, brand new, never used.
0: Phil Billy's favorite color, shiny. So, so do you need to uh, lube these again? Um, I'm gonna lube them. It just helps with bullet seating too. So that's enough
1: for our podcast. Embarrassing, but this is this is how it goes right here. Th- this like, is great because
0: it, it's not always
1: perfect. Nothing's ever perfect. Like how many times have you fletched an arrow
0: cam and didn't have your fletching line up just perfectly? I can tell from- you, arrows come apart real quick. Yeah. When. It- when those lines aren't together so yeah like i've well i got a bullet here somewhere
1: got all all ahead of myself carrying right on doing good things yeah see so i'm going to resize these because there's little dimples and stuff not perfect so i'll lube these up i'll only do this many because we've sort of kind of on a time crunch here So we have enough, reaching for the next one, and you don't want too much lube on them, because then you get, you get that hydraulicing effect inside here, and you'll see it, you'll dimple the shoulder, you'll see it, that's just too much lube, so let those, let those roll around for a minute, sometimes I'll just give them a little bit of a wipe with my finger, because they're still lubed. Go back to the 300 Win Mag page on that. What was our number? 2.190. No, nope, six. So it was six, uh,
0: 620, 000, 20, and that's 610.5. 6, right out the bag, so that's ready to go. So we want to be 2.620. So well, that's, that's money. That's, 2. that's 10, yeah.
1: yeah. So that's 10,000 short of what the maximum Sammy spec. That's ready to go. <laughs> you get the
0: feel for it. So <laughs> uh, Just hanging on to the Bible. Yeah, uh, just,
1: yeah power of the nozzle yeah. <laughs> that's exactly it like
0: nozzler is god Should you to want go the got some nozzler 30 cals today but the, you can really tell the difference between this brass and that other brass there yeah well, back to the smoothness of yeah oh yeah like there's still like there's like still there. something right
1: re- there but that could be the that could be the uh, next size you're actually going through is what i'm feeling there the other thing is RCBs; they stand behind their stuff too, like their
0: dyes, anything. Like, I know a guy. Well have you worked with any of the Hornady stuff, or are you just been strictly RCBs since you started? Like their their reloading kits that yeah. they have. Um, I haven't personally worked with it, but from everybody that's from everything
1: that I've seen on the on the forums and the groups on Facebook and social media platforms that I'm a part of, I mean, it's a good good system to go if you're looking to get into it you can you can walk into pretty well any gun store and for six hundred bucks you're going to buy a setup it's going to have a old school powder dispenser it's going to have the beam scale that we that we had before it's going to have your press and it's going to come with a trickler which this is a powder trickler right here so whatever powder you're using you throw in there and then on your beam scale you just you twist until that and it drops it drops in a grain of powder like a little piece of powder until you get it to wherever you're set at you can use them on digital scales too i've seen guys do it you don't need a beam scale you can buy the, like the scales you used or to um the scale you used to weigh your arrows yep. out with you like just a little one of those mgm digital scales you just tear the dish and it's just Mm-hmm. You can use the the old school powder dispensers that they have, the hoppers, and one of those, and you can get just as accurate as using this. This is, but this is just a. Every time I set the dish down, it spits out another charge, and it's when you have a sip of latte. Right? Yeah. Drinking either yeah, coffee it, and Bailey's, or you sucking on a, sucking on a cold beer there. So. Yeah, that's what you. That's where the that's where the sitka dispenser comes in. <laughs> if we're gonna start keep calling everything sit. it is. Yeah. Everything is it's, yeah.
0: It's it speeds it up. Go, All it does is go good or go home. Yeah. Get this saying of go big and go home. It's just I just find it, totally it speeds reversed. it up. Like when I'm
1: when I'm sitting here doing 122, 250 brass for myself and then I got another hundred set up for Maddie, or you wanna say you want a hundred uh, two forty-three brass or now a hundred. 300 Win Mag brass or three or 100 270 WSM to load. You know what I mean? We're gonna go. We're gonna go to the range and make some serious racket. This Mm -hmm. takes so much time out of it from fine tuning because it's just a beep, 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 and it's game over. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so now we're into priming cases. Since it's brand new, we don't need to use this tool. Which this is a case prep center. You turn it on. You got a primer pocket set up here. Get your primer pocket trimmer, which cleans up the soot and anything like that. And then after you... After you're done uh, trimming a case to length, like say it was uh, 2.6135, I trim, say, I trim trim thou out of it, you're going to have a sharp flat edge on that. So then you just... After you trim it, you chamfer the inside, chamfer the outside. That just helps with a bullet going in for seating. And you don't need to sit there and press. Just put it on, just let it, you know, make sure it's not spinning. Just let it go around four, five, six times. Do the same on the outside. And I broke the brush, and I'll get one for the 30 calories. Usually a brush, you just go in and clean it out. And it'll clean any of the little brass chips in it, So
0: How many times,
1: on average, can you reuse the same brass? Um. So, a lot of my 250 brass is starting to get on. Like, I'm into, like, six or seven loads on it. Like, I should probably think about giving them to my old man so he can dabble in the annealing process with those to help stop what was happening here. So, I'm going to tell him those brass, because he gave them to me, anneal those because their necks are pulling off the case. It's hard. So, those those aren't garbage. They just need to be annealed, which is just, a, like I said, a process. A heat that, process. Just a heat process that just changes the, the hardness of the... Of the the brass so now we're since I only have one shell holder now we're into the priming process don't need that on at all so you take your primer or your case unprimed case put it there that's our primer there is a primer there you just it's tough to see yeah here's your primer tray I mean? primer and primer tray this thing is this thing is got little ribs in it, so if they're all laying over you, it flips them all over so they're in the right way. So you want to look at the, the goofy side, like that. That's got to point up when you put it in the primer holder. So, there it is, right there in the primer holder. Got your brass, comes up. Hold that for me. Comes up like that, comes down, push till it stops, lift up, thing comes out, rock it back down, primed case. Really? That's it. Yeah. I mean, don't jam it sharp, it shouldn't blow up because that's for a large rifle primer which this is, which sits around the whole thing, that sleeve slides back, pushes into the case, it's seated perfectly, it's consistent, boom. Now we're just ready to go here. We just keep going here. We're going to use 12. There's other tools that you can buy called hand primers. And you, it's just a tool that just you squeeze and this little tray hooks onto it and you're just in and you squeeze a, a lever. I do it this way because well this one came with the primer arm on it and it's for the rifle or primer size that I usually run, which is large
0: rifle primer. So. Do you have to switch out uh, on primer size depending on which caliber you're using? So like? there's
1: large rifle and small rifle primers. So
0: there's a box of small rifle primers, which the two two three Remington would use. Okay. So so your your two forty three, your two seventy, your three hundred. Those are all using large, or large. Yeah. Check everything there
1: again. Again, I've never had a primer blow up. I've put primers in backwards before not paying attention and rushing all you do is soak it in oil or water on the back side like this side and it'll be a dead primer and then you just decap it it's fine i had them going sideways just about had
0: any everything that could happen has happened to me that's part of the process I mean if it if none of it happened you wouldn't know any better if everything just ran so perfect all the time and then this this real shit storm came one time and you'd be like, oh. uh, what do I do?
1: So there's there's guys out there that have these automatic loaders. Like it feeds the brass, feeds the primer, dispenses the powder, puts the bullet, and the guy's just sitting there crushing lattes and making sure the, the brass is full, the primer's full and the powder's full. And they just fall into a bucket beside it. Think yeah. done. Done. It's like a, a little factory. If you want to spend fifteen grand on something like that, by all means. But if I'm spending fifteen grand, it's gonna be on a four wheeler to pull the moose out. That the one <laughs> bullet I just made that I shot with that—that's what I'm gonna spend the fifteen grand on. I'll hold you to it. The four wheeler. You know I mean, I'm getting too old and fat, especially with moose. They're big. And that's what hopefully this little little gem here in the background, what we're loading for, is gonna put well, we'll put it to the test tomorrow yeah, put for, in some forever sleep here fill my freezer for my family, and for you guys' family, because I got seven points from the Moose Draw in Ontario, and that's pretty good. And we might just pull a bull tag this year. We might pull more than one tag. I got what toes you- crossed here, I'm hoping. Oh, buddy, it's gonna be awesome. August 1st is gonna be a good day. So now we've got 12 cases prime. So what are we using here? Try a couple. Oh, actually, you know what? I'll load these a little bit separate. We'll try these at long range. We'll just we'll bang twelve off. This this will be the ones to get the thing lined up and see how it's grouping. So this is what we're gonna use today. Hornady, 180 grain soft point interlocks. Just a generic, old school hunting round made by Hornady. How good are they? Do not know. But that's what I got. That's what I'm gonna use. Why not? Right? I'm a big fan of Nozzler, but I don't have any nozzler 30 cal projectiles yet
0: because times are tough. Things are hard to get right now.
1: Things are hard to get right now.
0: Really hard. I, that I mean, how long did we look for powder? That was
1: a struggle. Yeah, we went for a tour that day. It's a good thing we had some time. Yeah. Basically, when you're setting up your seating die, you want basically you want to be able to slide a piece of paper when the die is all the way down. So again, you put your shell holder in, run your die down. Okay, it's exposed. It rams all the way down. See, that, that's where it would be in the cammed over position when you're good to go. Thread that down until it's touching. So always start super long so you can work down to where you want it. We are going to play with 79 grains was our most accurate load. A lot of sand going in that thing. See? So that tells that. you it's ready. Yep. Yeah. Beeped. And it's got a load count. So that's case zero, zero, 001. So 79 grains. Sammy spec. So the the only other thing you got here is your Sammy spec. They go off the bullet tip when you're measuring your overall length. So your bullet tip here for your measurement is 3.340 is your maximum SAMI overall cartridge length. So that's where we're not gonna be measuring from. We're gonna be more so measuring down from here. So the best part about that is that we can get this measurement more than this number here. So we can have that bullet hanging way out here. As long as we don't have feeding issues from the magazine and it'll chamber all right and it's not stiff to lock the bolt because if it's stiff locking the bolt that means you're pushing the bullet back into the into the brass which when we start shooting some of these brass we'll be able to drill one out
0: and carry on so you can always take this lower if it's too high or no like now that that's what you just did there is that it you cannot oh no i can i can
1: adjust that and i can push this in and all i want okay, yeah. and then if you really screw up which i broke my thing this here is a bullet pop puller. It's a little hammer. There's a little die that sits in here. But this thing's wore out. I gotta get a new one. Um, you just literally you snap this little thing on to that like this. Mm-hmm. Drop that in there. And you in tighten it. that up. Start whacking it real hard on the floor on something hard like on there. As you can see, the, the little die piece is broke because it just the whole brass. See, that won't... That doesn't fully chamber. That doesn't chamber. With collet up there, I need to get a 30 cal one. The only problem with that is is that it actually crimps and wrecks the bullet itself. According to this bullet, which I don't recommend, is 3.5270. So we got to press her down some more. Well, maybe not. Because you're measuring off the o right? So this is where this tool comes in handy because when you have this already set up for the three I'll, I would have already known where my O give is to be so I'm just gonna I'm gonna push this in at least to the top of that cantilever groove on this bullet so I got I call it probably about a quarter inch more to go So, that's where we're going to roll with for now, until I can get a brass drilled. Off the old give, 2.8615. So you record that. Yep, I'll write that down right now. Actually, let's wiggle that around a little bit, get that squared up. 2.860. So you run the rest of those brass at that then? Everything's gonna come out now. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot for that number, two point eight six one zero. A few mistakes,
0: but that's how you do it. You're always learning. It is. Th- that's the beauty of it. Yeah, like, like things get boring after a while if you're if you know everything. You just yeah. You never I mean, screw anything up. No, I'm, I'm the first
1: to admit I probably screw up more than I do things right. You know what I mean? Like from everything,
0: from hunting to when I built my race car, like. I <laughs> Everything, like... And once you've got those bullets, is that, that like, your complete round? That Those are ready to go bang. That's your That's, full procedure? Yeah, Put them in the...
1: So there they go, you know. Got the powder. It's primed. Case is sized. There's not enough time in the day to just... To cover everything, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, it doesn't just stop here. No, it's this this book is endless. Like this is this is a never-ending story. This stuff, and you can always play, and always screw around and adjust things, change bullets. Like, like I said, we'll do these twelve up or I guess eleven now that I since I botched one, and then later on after we turn the podcast off, we'll do some of them. We'll load up all those Barnes Bullets. We'll see how them bad boys group, And we'll send those out tomorrow, if it's weather permitting, we'll send those out, you know, 450, 500 yards, something. Yeah, that'd something be Something right. super cool. You know what I mean? Look, we're not, look, look, didn't adjust anything. We're right back down to five tenths too long, which is nothing. So, everything I've done since I crushed the case has been spot on. <laughs>
0: We're right on, buddy. Yeah, so let's appreciate the run-through. Yep. I know, uh, I'll sit down here and go through this heck of a lot more. Oh, yeah, we'll be shooting the
1: breeze and carrying on. Obviously,
0: once you see your groupings come tomorrow, you're gonna make slight adjustments here and there when you get back in the reloading room. And
1: Yeah, like, so Nosler says in the book that out of their barrel, that they tested it from, which is just a um stationary barrel it's not even on a gun like it's just a their test facility is just here's a barrel they push around in by thumb they probably you know i mean it's all machine fired basically and like that barrel's got zero movement it's on a machine and just goes bang it shoots through their chronograph so they know their muzzle velocities and their change and not sure exactly how far they're shooting i can't see maybe the machine's outside and they're shooting 100 yards or 200 yards or whatever you know what i mean but i can't see him doing that because it's well it's got to be um you'd want ideal conditions you can't have a 20 mile an hour crosswind one day and you know shooting into the wind with you know with five mile an hour wind shooting right into it or say a 10 mile an hour tailwind like that's that slight changes not so much on a 300 wind mag but like atmospheric temperature and all that stuff it all changes like People say rifles on top of a mountain shoot way different than they do down in the plains, which is kind of cool. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, Th- there's loads to know. It's that's, never ending.
1: Yeah, it, that's exactly. It, it is never ending, and the only way the only way to do that to figure out what you're gonna do is, well, I guess in the off season, and when it's warm out, put your backpack on, and go to Alaska if you're gonna hunt in Alaska, and set a target up in the hills. Yeah. Up in those tundry valleys and all those canyons and stuff where guys go sheep hunting and all that stuff and does it change it that much I personally don't know some guys say it does other guys I'm sure everybody who goes on those guided hunts yeah to go up there and shoot a sheep or a mountain goat or like if you're in Europe and going after those tar or those shamas or whatever they're called like them little tiny little goat things like there's I don't think they go up there and sight their gun in while they're up at that kind yeah, of altitude. I, do, yeah. I can't see there being much of I would imagine different. they're prepared. There, there'd be a bit of a... I, I would think I'd probably be shooting flatter and faster because the air density up there is a lot less, right? They say less oxygen and all that stuff, so... Yeah, like, reloading's fun. There's there's still a lot for me to learn. Like you said, there's a lot for you guys to learn, and I'm happy to kind of extend the olive branch as far as I can, but... Mm-hmm. I'm always learning. I'm on all kinds of forums and chat groups and anything on social media or even just the internet that I can read up on. Yeah, if any of these ridiculous pages are good for anything, it's that. Yeah, yeah, and there's there's lots of old boys out there who are, that's the only reason why they're on social media yeah. is because they can talk and they've been doing this for 40 years, you know what I mean? Like yeah. The guy who taught me was a weapons tech in the Canadian military for 35 years. That's cool. He knows a thing or seven about putting bullets together. That's right. You know what I mean? So when someone says, oh, you shouldn't be sitting there, Fifteen beer deep, wiping a butter knife, the powder off the top of the casing with a butter knife, and then pressing the bullet into it. Well, he knows better than you, even though he's fifteen beer deep. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, that's that's kind of way it, it rolls. And this is my little quiet, happy place when we're getting ready for hunting seasons. Like coming up here, we're gonna be building turkey arrows and getting everything ready. Like got a sweet bundle of three hundred spine rigs up there. That's gotta get. Going to get shot. I'm gonna get another couple, couple dozen of them, and see how it goes. Yeah. Time to start getting everything set up for slinging arrows again. And tomorrow, hopefully the rain holds off. We'll i go hope to sling so some bolts. I'll day. sling rain if it's not raining that hard. I'm still gonna go sling bolts in the rain. I got raincoats. I'll yeah. put the safety gear on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Set up a tent. Would only be right. Yeah. Set up, set up one of those coverall tents or something like that. Why not? Who cares? Yes and have fun it's supposed to be warmer than anything tomorrow That's we're weird. used to minus 30 last week it was minus 30 and it's nine degrees a little bit of rain
0: yeah right right we we wear a leather jacket look sick of gear sick yeah. of jacket yeah, exactly <laughs> put the sick of stuff on <laughs> sweat sweat a little so well appreciate it brother we're no gonna problem, shut down yeah on end and we're gonna carry on here it's gonna be a long back end the back end of it yeah this is good times coming here we yeah, go we'll-